you found the place here in Zachary, what was the condition? What was it being used for? What was this land utilized for? You know, I think it's a very unique story. There's a, always a lot of luck involved, but I'll give you the story. It's uh, Mike and Nikki Lee worked for me at our school in Texas. Both of those guys were from Texas. Mm-hmm. And another family, C.J. Haynes and his wife, Ray, they were skiing with us on False River. Um, their kids got involved with competition skiing. So the club continued to exist at False River when we left for that year. But when we came, we wanted to try to find a place uh, through talking with different people, we had located this uh, old abandoned catfish farm. A uh-huh. realtor in Baton Rouge owned it. And uh, so here I am at 24 years of age, and I'm going to be the guy that's going to try to negotiate us buying this piece of abandoned catfish farm. And it's a total of 63 acres, and it had about 11 different ponds on the property. Mm-hmm. And so I sat down with the realtor and uh, kind of said, hey, we'd love to buy your old abandoned catfish farm. And he says, well, what do you want to buy buy this piece of property for us. Well, we want to build water ski lakes on it. Now, you can imagine sitting at the table with a successful realtor, and I'm 24 years old, and he's looking at me like I'm the craziest person (laughs) he's ever talked to. He said, well, what are you going to do after you build the water ski school lakes? I mean, you're going to build the the lakes. What are you going to do? And I said, well, we want to start a water ski school on it. Now, he had no idea that I'd already been in the process for about three years, and uh, kind of felt like we had the opportunity to make something work along with the two partners. So he said, well, okay, do you have any money? Well, how, you know, how are you going to pay for this? I said, well, we really don't have, don't really don't have very much money. I hope, you know, I was hoping maybe you would consider owner financing it. He goes, okay, you know, and I can just see I'm getting deeper and deeper in there. He goes, well, what do you have for a down payment? And I said, well, we've, we've got $30,000 that we can put out. We had three families. We all had ten grand that we were going to put down, so we could put down thirty thousand. Well, at this time, the guy's light switch goes off, and he's got it now. He's tapping on his calculator and he's figuring out <laughs> years and interest and stuff like that. And he said, "Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll consider doing that." And so uh, he gave us the terms. And at that point in time, the leverage was over, right. and uh, you know, it was a facility that no matter what we did, we could not have made it any worse. Uh, I've built a lot of lakes since then. I've been a consultant on many, many projects. And you would never allow anybody to go about building lakes like we went about it. Okay. And it was also in a a 100-year floodplain. So there was no value out here. And he figured I pocketed $30,000. And if they fall on their head a month or a year later, I still made the money. And there's nothing out there they can hurt. And that's where that's how it got started, and we made it. Yeah, well, clearly you've made it, you know. So when did you start operating? Um, operating here, we we dug, we started digging in '79, mm-hmm. and got the first lake roughed in, and we actually opened spring of '80 here. So spring of '80, you did some ski school yeah. rides. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember those? Um, yeah, it's it was crazy because there was no infrastructure here. A couple of little mobile trailers. We had a boat launch on the very first lake. The lake wasn't even brown from digging it. It was red. It was so muddy and so dirty. There was no grass anywhere around. Mm -hmm. Um, The students, we had four students a week, 
and we had a tarpaulin off the side of a gas tank by the boat launch, and that's where they had to sit to wait for their ski rides. Right. It was very, very primitive, but the thing was, it was ours, and it was private water. We didn't have to worry about another boat being on the lake, and that's really how we went from that point in time on. And in a very short period of time, we got the you know, other lakes roughed in and got involved with bigger tournaments. We had the South Central Regional Water Ski Championships here the next year in 1981. And then at 26 years of age, I was on the, well, I was EVP of the South Central Region for some, you know, some silly reason. I must have thought I knew something about you know, organizations and politics, and I found out real fast at 26 I didn't know anything. <laughs> right. But uh, we bid on the National Water Ski Championships for 1984 and received the bid. Wow. And once again, the site was not anywhere close to being ready, and we didn't have the resources uh, to get the site ready. So then again, I had to go back into the business mode and come up with the finances to, to be able to put in the infrastructure and that's yep. a pretty neat story how that went about well that's to me and let me understand if i and if i hear the story correctly you wanted a ski school and yet to at age 24 sit down at the table with a realtor try to convince him to you know to sell you his catfish farm abandoned absolutely for this crazy project yeah and then you manage to get a lake going and then you have a, a tournament so that brings in yet again you and now age 25 or 26 to figure out a way to make it work right so it looks like skiing wanting to ski and doing tournaments really helped you develop into what you are today yeah you know anyone but if anyone thinks they don't make it in any type of venture any type of uh passion without a support group they're they're you know, not thinking correctly. Yep. I had so many people that were helping us out, you know, uh, drivers, judges, construction people, uh, mendars, you know, that were excited to see what we were doing. So you can't ever lose sight of how many people were involved. It was not a me, me, me thing. Yeah, I was at the front. I think yep. I had the passion. I think I had the drive and the work ethics. But you don't do it by yourself, you know. So many people helped us get up and going, and same thing today. You know, we're very successful in what we do, but you don't do it by yourself. You got a tremendous support group that uh, makes you successful. Yeah, yeah. No, what what I'd like to know is, so in these first years, you're quickly getting exposure. You're organizing tournaments, pretty like very important tournaments. Um, were you still skiing at the time? It all started because I was an okay skier in a six-state region. I, I did, did very well in competing in, in my area and had a reputation as, as being a good skier. So we were strictly a three-event water ski school. It was strictly for slalom, trick, and jump yep. and, uh, and small numbers. And, of course, it's evolved into a totally different business plan now, but that's how it got started. Mm-hmm. And. But were you, you were still competing at the time? Were you still going to tournaments whilst having ski school and having to organize events? Like That yeah, sounds like a busy life. Well, I, I think you can relate to that because you've done a good bit of that yourself. And right. What happened for me is that I ended up uh, two reasons. I did compete, and I tried to stay competitive. And, you know, when you go into something like this, you build it hoping to be able to use it. And uh, w- with the physical... Uh, situation and the time and the passion to build a business eventually the my my personal water skiing went 
you know, yeah. went away. But uh, I, I, com- I continued to compete. Uh, was fortunate enough to get on the dock at some of the pro events. Uh, wow. Good enough to qualify and get out there and ski. And uh, can't say I ever got on the podium. My coaching is is uh, taking me to higher levels, thank goodness. But it, all those are learning experiences. And, and uh, it was fun to do that. And back then, it, it absolutely was not about the money. It was the best skiers going to a tournament and enjoying the passion of the sport and if someone won some money they won some money but uh eventually i had to let the water ski part of it go on a serious level i think my last competition was somewhere like in it was national championships in my age group uh uh, 1991 i think somewhere like that so it just slowly slipped away